Hey guys, this is Paul, Anna, Eric, and Ed with Curved Brim Media. And before we jump into the episode you've queued up, we want to take a moment to tell you about our newest sponsor, GlobalLeagueShop.com. Global League works with top-notch designers to feature fantasy league and team logos emblazoned on t-shirts, hoodies, hats, stickers, and more. Personally, some of my favorite baseball team designs from Global League are the Wisconsin Big Cheese, the Cape Cod Bog Monsters, and the Tri-City Wise Monkeys. In addition to baseball, the shop also features fun designs for bowling and soccer teams. Say what? Believe us when we say there is something for everyone in the family to be found at Global League. Go check it out and join the Global League at GlobalLeagueShop.com. in preparation for when they knew they were going to be the Brewers' new affiliate. And we actually designed a hot chicken in a barrel, like the old Milwaukee Brewers barrel logo. And What's up, Dad Hat crew? Ed here, and welcome to another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. This week, I had the pleasure of being joined by Brandon LaMarche. He is an awesome designer, cool dude. We talked about um, some of the uh, designs that he's done for baseball, um, some of uh, hockey, uh, his love for hockey. We talked about his love for hockey and the team that we both uh, hold near and dear to our hearts. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, uh, it, this was a lot of fun. Obviously, this is part one, guys. This is part one. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it and come back next week so that way we can finish that, uh, that episode. But listen, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here, okay? Let's go ahead and, uh, and shoot this episode, and uh, you guys enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me, guys, I have yet another designer. I'm very happy about this because, you know, I get to pick uh, their brain and what they're thinking when they're doing designs and all that fun stuff. But this week, I have Brendan Lamar. How are you, my friend? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. I, you know, I, I put the call out there and you're like, absolutely, let's do it. I'm like, yes. You know, I, I love doing that. So, uh, you know, let's just get started. Let's jump right in, my friend. You know, um, obviously, we both love baseball. Do you have, you know, you've, you your career through baseball and all that? And it's very interesting uh, from I've had I've listened to some podcasts of our mutual friend, Paul Caputo. Right. You've been on his podcast and then you told the story. But I want I want to know, like, you know, one, why baseball? Two, like, you know, how did you become a designer at that point? Um, baseball it just had, has kind of been like a family tradition for me. And my dad just kind of instilled it in me at a super early age. He grew up in Anaheim, mm-hmm. uh, just down the street from the Anaheim Angel Stadium. And, you know, he grew up going to games all the time with his dad. And it's just just something that, you know, it's just second nature. You know, he, you know, you take your kid to the game and. I don't know. It just, it's just something was like, Oh, it felt like it was calling to me. And that's kind of what I wanted to do from a, you know, early age is to be Mm -hmm. it's somewhere in baseball for something, you know, I didn't quite know what it was. Maybe it was being a player or coach or what. And I did dabble in a lot of that stuff. Uh, High school, I started coaching a team while I was also being a varsity player. Um, I played a little bit of club college ball and, uh, I was a high school baseball coach for about six years until COVID kind of, you know, threw the whole world up. And I had to 
quickly pivot my career choice after that. But, but yeah, it just, it was just something that has just been kind of born into me. And what got me into design was really just uh, kind of just the love for art and, and design my, through my dad again. Uh, he wanted as a kid to be a Corvette designer. Mm-hmm. And he got close to like the second best thing. He he didn't get to go to art school or anything to do that, but he ended up getting an engineering degree and he eventually uh, got to be the plant manager for Corvette for a couple of years. So he was, a, he, you know, he, he's, he always tells me like that was, as, you know, as good as it could get, you know, I didn't get what I wanted, but, you know, I got, you know, second best. And now he's, he just retired last year and he's got a Corvette in the garage. So I feel like he, you know, he, he did his thing. And he uh, earned so, his stripes and then now he's out. Now he's out. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's sitting easy and golfing every day now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, you know, and with his job too, we you know, being working, he worked for General Motors. We moved a lot as a kid. You know, I lived in Mexico for a couple of years, you know, I what? lived in like five other States. Um, and something that was unique about living in all these different places, uh, where like these, these small towns or even big towns all had a minor league team and, they all had, you know, these, it, it was like the yeah. perfect moment to be a fan of minor league baseball. Cause that's when I, you know, Dan Simon talks about in podcasts where that's when teams, you know, pivoted from, you know, it's, this is the Spokane Indians or whatever. Now it's, you know, the sod poodles or something crazy, you know, things, you know, names where you kind of like, what, what's the story behind that? And I always, I just loved that as a kid and every place, when I lived, you know, I wanted to go to the ballpark and grab a hat and shirt and just wear these because they're so unique. And I was moving all these different places and kids would just ask me, you know, what is that? You know, right? I, I've never heard that name before. You know? So it, it was really cool. You know, it's, it's, it's just such a I love just how my league baseball has become this unique way of storytelling and how we you can, you know, tell the story of the community, especially now where. You know, you have all these promo nights too, where they get to oh, expand, yeah, dude. expand the story a little bit, and you get to get into more of these niche areas. I mean, you can probably see from my portfolio with the hot rods, we have a lot of you know, <laughs> kind of niche niche areas and that. You know, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and then from a career standpoint, I, I I got into it from a not so typical way. I was in college as an architect student. Yep. And switched about my third year to education because uh, I wanted to get a job in baseball and architecture, even though I loved it. I got my design background from it. You, uh, you weren't going to get it. Yeah, I wasn't going to get a job in baseball very easily. So I got my education degree and became a middle school, high school science teacher. And I ended up coaching varsity baseball and eighth grade football for about six years. Um, that was kind of my trajectory to get into baseball was to be, you know, a part of player development or maybe as a coach somewhere. And I was definitely yeah. gearing up my resume to do all that. And then COVID happened and it was like, Oh crap. Well, <laughs> I got to pivot again. Now I got to pivot because um, at the, at the same time, I just had my, I had a new daughter who was, who was just born had you know, not having COVID at the same time was super scary. And so I ended up quitting that job just to stay home with her. And, and I was sitting there like, well, now what do I do? And <laughs> what I ended up pivoting on was what I had been doing kind of since, you know, college and that point before COVID. Uh, I had actually worked for the Hot Rods for a summer as like an intern doing yeah. 
basically anything that they needed. Um, they hired me kind of late and uh, I did anything from ticket sales to helping out marketing. And we actually had their graphic designer quit halfway <laughs> through the season and they were kind of scrambling and they like, what do we do? And yeah. so I kind of raised my hand. You're like, hey, I have this small background in it. Um, I showed them my design work I did in college because I, you know, I did a couple of projects for Kansas State where I went to um, mm -hmm. uh, doing just small things. And uh, the assistant GM at the time, Eric Leach, he literally like looked at my re my resume of all the designs I did and kind of just slaps me in the face of like, why didn't you tell me sooner that you could do stuff like this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that's good. That kind of just sparked that friendship we have even till today. Um, me and Eric are, are close in that regard. And it's fun. It's, it's a funny story how he even hired me. Um, I had came back. I actually lived in Australia in college for a time and I came back and needed a summer job. And he interviewed me in like the winter right before that sort of season. And, we just talked baseball. We talked minor league hats. Like he like had all these trinkets and bobbleheads in the room. He had a Brooks Robinson jersey on the back, and we what? just that's we just talked baseball the entire time. I don't think he asked me a single question about what job I really was going to be prepared for. He just you know we, we just vibed really good, and he shook my hand, and he's like you know you got a job waiting for you when you get out of school. And so that's kind of that kind of just snowballed what I'm doing today. You know, he kept asking me to do stuff for the hot rods and Adam Noose, who was the GM at that time and became the GM for the sounds for a time, you know, kept asking me to do small things. And so I kind of just fell onto it uh, once COVID started and, you know, started doing that full time, you know, and now it kind of the rest is history. Dude, that's awesome though. Like you was like, you know, here you go. Here's a job for you, win for you. And uh, yeah. why didn't you tell me earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm looking at your, at your stuff right now, man. That's some, you got some cool, like super cool logos. Also, uh, I really love your, your hat club uh, stuff mm -hmm. that you got there, dude. Those are some cool stuff. We'll talk about that, but mm -hmm. um, what was, okay. So, right. You started doing some, some logo designs and everything for, um, for the hot rods, what was your first uh, design that you did for the team? Uh, so when, so when the guy, when their graphic designer quit, they were kind of scrambling um, what to do. So they kind of pivoted and gave half of the design job to their scorekeeper or yeah. did the designs for and did the scoreboard during the games. And then they gave me kind of all the promo stuff. So I designed like t-shirts that we were giving away. I designed like all the freebies and like bags and stuff. And then yeah. I, and then they slowly gave me stuff to wear. And that, this was the time where the hot rods were actually changing from their Brandios brand mm -hmm. to their now, what's their current brand. I think it was done by SME mm -hmm. in New York um, brand. And so I got to see the behind the scenes of what the whole process was because it was really interesting. They were very, it was a very kind of a hedge edgy process for them because they were there in Kentucky and uh, they knew their fans they knew what they wanted and stuff and but they had this ownership group from New York who wanted to do something else and they were headbutting a lot and it was kind of a frustrating process for them so it was unique to kind of see you know every step of the way and some of the early designs were kind of like 
not so great. And they were kind of not happy with what was going on, but mm-hmm. they were, they did eventually were satisfied with what eventually came on, but they were definitely kind of lingering. Like, you know, if once we get control of this, we would like to kind of change a couple of things. And that kind of mm-hmm. led to what you'll you probably see on my, my resume of mm-hmm. the hot rods of uh, brand refresh. Yep. And it's yep right there. And then I'm, I, I mean, you guys, you have some like cool stuff in here, man. It's just people like you make me look so bad because I'm so horrible at all kinds of design. Like I, there's no way on God's green earth I'll be able to do something as cool as what you're doing. You know, uh, I, I see like you know I'm looking at the uh, the All Star Game. Um, I'm looking at the Bowling Green bootleggers. You know, like. You got so Nashville, like you were just talking about the Nashville sounds, uh, the honky tonks. That's a cool one. Yeah, that's my that's probably one of my favorites. That was a yeah. that was a that was a fun one to do. Yeah, and, and then the logo was awesome. You know, you're showing the numbers. Of course, I wish I would have had a dad hat in that one, but you know, I'm gonna forgive yeah. him for that. <laughs> um, but it's cool. I get it. Um, uh, but you know. What, talk to me about your process, right? Because every designer has their own uh, own process of how they mm-hmm. they come up with designs or those conversations that they have with ownership or their client, you know. Yeah, um, I think my process really comes from a combination of my design background from architecture school, um, kind of getting a, you get kind of thrown into just design in general in the first two years, you really don't focus too much on, you know, designing buildings or landscapes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then combined with, you know, my process as a coach, um, I really was a person that loves to be almost over-prepared. Um, so like the, I dive into like the research process as much as possible. And I probably take the most time in the research process, you know, learning about, you know, what's the whole story behind the design? What's the story that they want to tell? Yeah. Um, what's the vibe they want to give off? Is it a family vibe? Is it more of a, you know, a tough, cool vibe, you know? Um, and then just, you know, talking to people and who maybe are part of the team or part of the community, uh, you know, what's important to them that this design does or, you know, why is you know, like I did a design yeah. for the Peoria Chiefs where they were, they wanted a pork tenderloin design, you know, we talked about with them, like, why is the pork tenderloin so important to Peoria? Well, you know, what's the message and something that, you know, people would want to, you know, wire this on a hat or a t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. why, why are we, what's the whole point anyways to do this? And so I really get a dive into that. And then it's just, you know, sketchbook city uh, for a while too. Uh, that's that's another architecture thing. Estelle, my the president of the architecture school, always told us to always have a sketchbook on you at all times, and that's something I still do today. I always have a sketchbook in my pocket, no matter what. If the mm-hmm. idea comes on, or I have a sketch to do, you know, it's right there for me. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's just just throwing it out there. How much of um, the world, the real world? Um, uh, aspects do you take into your design you know what like you know what where do you take your inspiration from is there various things that you do um i think the biggest is just the design world in general and sports design i i i just love i'm on pinterest every day you know grabbing other people's work you know this is you know and trying to see what i can do to kind of either do something in a similar way or something you know, 
and maybe a, the same style or whatever you know i just it's there's so much out there that you can kind of mm-hmm. almost emulate to a degree to where you can spin it in your own style um and so that's kind of that's where the my biggest inspiration kind of from is definitely just other people's work in general and then just again the whole st- storytelling aspect of it mm-hmm. i think baseball is such a great does such a great job of you know, getting the community involved and asking them, you know, what do you want? What, what are um, some stories you want us to tell? And we're going to, you know, have some fun with it, you know, because minor league baseball is basically a circus, you know, it's, it's, it really entertainment. it's entertainment at its finest. And so it's just a cool, unique way for us to tell these community stories, even if we're not from these communities, you know, these people want their stories told in some way. Yeah. And, and the community wants to be proud of their team. Right. I mean, they want to be able to wear it. They want to be able to do it. And it's one of those things that like, I, you know, for me, like, you know, when I was up in Cleveland, you know, the Akron rubber ducks, you know, like it, that yeah. meant a lot because it was like, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it, that is, you know, rubber city, you know, all of that. And yeah. you, you know, taking aspects from, from the city, just in order for you to be proud. Um, mm-hmm. same with the Lake County captains, right. You know, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, uh, I don't know about the guardians right now. I'm still trying to hold on to the Cleveland guardians one, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, so, you know, tell me the story about this one, because this is a little different one because I, you know, and obviously never came really into too much of the fruition, but the, uh, the, the Appalachian red tails. Oh Yeah. Uh, so that was I. That was one of my first designs I did uh, during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was when I was actually talking to a couple of apparel companies like Hat Club, who are looking for designers to just kind of design unique things. Sure. Uh, kind of be like, you know, we want to do. We want to hire these minor league designers to design cool stuff for us, and so mm-hmm. we put hats. And so that just kind of was a way to build a portfolio piece um nice and it was something i was going to submit to hat club at some point but as you will probably lead into uh for hat club uh, a lot of the stuff i ended up doing for them never got made you know you kind of see on my instagram page some of a lot of those designs you're kind of just unique portfolio piece but it's just it was just some way to you know i i've always been trying i've been trying really hard these last couple of years just trying to build up my resume you know Mm -hmm. my skill set to eventually do a complete full-on brand for a team um that's kind of the dream goal right now i haven't quite snagged that that's my white whale as you could say uh (laughs) snagged it yet um but i've been close a couple of times i've been close with two other teams where i was in the running and didn't quite then quite uh, there make it didn't quite didn't quite make it for whatever reason maybe it was price maybe it was you know um they they had their guy and they were holding me as a consolation mm-hmm. and we got to tour their stadium which was brand new at the time and i remember we were talking me and eric were talking to you know some of their front office guys and they were you know all the new promos that were going on around then i think that was like the yard goats first year and then yep. taco versus bacon was a big thing at that time and so we're like oh we need to do something with hot chickens and you know like we were like yeah that'd be really cool and you know yeah. come you know 
I don't know, is it eight years later, six years later, something <laughs> like that? Um, you know, we finally got to do it. And it was it's 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 such a fun thing to do. And it's such a you know unique thing that only my league baseball gets to away with, you yeah. know, having you know, any random food item, you know, put on a hat and you're like, yep, that, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> no, that, yeah, absolutely. I saw it and I was like, yeah, this is something that I got to have on my wall. Like, it's just, just no way that I could not, not have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that like it was made and it was just such a cool, the, I love, I'm a huge fan of the, the neon green color. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's one of my favorite colors of all time. And it's just like, it, it just pops so good with the red and the black. Oh my God. Yeah. Those colors were, yeah, they picked those ahead of time and they were like, these are must haves, you know, see what you can do. And so, yeah, that was, it was a fun one. Cause I actually, we actually did, um, if you know the, their brewskis, uh, yeah. designs, I did that as well. And we actually, oh. did, we actually did that a couple of years ago and it kind of had to shelve it because mm-hmm. it was, it was in preparation for when they knew they were going to be the brewer's new affiliate. And we actually designed a hot chicken in a barrel, like the old Milwaukee brewers barrel logo. And we, oh. we that got shelved when we shelved the, the project. And um, basically this, this hot chicken is kind of the reincarnation of that um, where he's now he's swinging in a hot chili. <laughs> so l- let me ask you, you know, as a designer, uh, how how frustrating it is sometimes that you put all that work and then all of a sudden they got to tell you yeah dude oh, so here's the thing we're gonna scrap the whole thing it happens too often to be honest really <laughs> yeah it, 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 it i know it maybe maybe it's the clientele i keep getting uh but you know, <laughs> uh but it, you know it's a part of me having my architecture background you know, yeah. you are always told to never um, just fall in love with your stuff. You know, always there's always a way to do something different. There's always something to improve. You know, uh, you just never be satisfied with the end product. Always mm-hmm. just, you know, strive to do more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if something gets knocked down, you're like, you know, you know, you could use it as a portfolio piece if you want or maybe. You know, it's something you can use later or you can just continue to build upon it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's something at that point I got used to, um, especially with the hat club stuff where yeah. we did like a year and a half worth of work and we only got paid to do or like part of it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's that that's definitely really defeating. But, you know, it comes with the territory and, you know, it just allows you to d- do more stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you get to create and you know that's the that's the most fun part is just to be able to take something from nothing and you know make something cool where does this love for hockey come from because i can tell there's there there is definitely some love obviously there's baseball oh. baseball will be number one but there's hockey right here man because i mean you got some cool hockey logos dude i would i would say i watch more hockey than i do baseball now just because uh, baseball has, has been such ingrained with me and I, it was something I've, you know, I did 24 seven. I read yeah. everything, all the history books and got into coaching and watched so much film and, you know, to, so now hockey's kind of my number one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I grow up, I grew up as a ducks fan. As my dad. Oh yeah, dude. He's from Anaheim. And that was my first game I ever went to was in 2003 and saw the devils and ducks play when they were the mighty ducks. And I ended up being the Stanley cup um 
matchup that year. And I remember, you, yeah. Um, you know, and it was easy to become a Ducks fan because then you had the Disney movies, and you know, those are that's the, how I became a Ducks fan. Yes, hockey movie, yeah. Or, you know, and uh, you know, I, I I don't miss again. I don't think I've missed a Ducks game in eight years. You know, really, I watched, I watched the good years when we were. We're getting close to a Stanley Cup, and now, you know, not so much, but, you know, we got Leo Carlson, so maybe, you know, we'll we'll turn it around. We got Zegris and Terry, you know, we got, we got some good talent coming. The Mighty Ducks oh, will man. always hold a place in my heart. Yeah. I mean, it, now yeah. that they got their – they're bringing back that uh, – The that anniversary. Look, yeah, oh, my God, dude. I was like, yes. I like the fact that the jersey mimics the socks. It's where it's – it's the same striving pattern as the socks, so it's still ducks, but it's still unique, still new. Even yeah. though it's the old stuff, it's the old patch logo on the on the. I'm craft. a fan of that old logo. I wish they would go back permanently to that one instead of what they one they have. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's what the that's what the fans have been wanting for years. You know, you yeah, know, it, it maybe maybe so. You know, they did that their reverse retro and as the old uh jersey but in the current color so you know maybe maybe yeah, I, with I the new so, fanatics contract maybe you know hey there we <laughs> go you know like all right it's time to bring that stuff back so uh let me ask you as a designer right you obviously you spend a lot of time on pinterest and you 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 look at other things uh when you look at um let's say like logos and sports you know and it doesn't have to be baseball but mm-hmm. overall like do you look at it? Do you study it? And do you like, oh, maybe I, you know, I wonder why they did this. You know, I should have, I would have done it this way. Is that something that's always going on in your head constantly? Absolutely. And what's great about the design world today, especially with sports design, all these designers, you know, who work on the NFL, who work on the NHL, who will do all this, their stuff's on, you know, Instagram and Twitter, and they are, you know, such easy people to reach out to and say, Hey, you know, I have, you know, can I pick your brain? You know, I have a couple of questions, you know, career wise or design wise. And it's, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a cool part being a part of this sports design community. Cause there are a lot of great uh, designers out there who, you know, they show off their design process and you get to kind of quasi learn from that you know that helped me a lot because you know like like I mentioned I didn't have a traditional design school Mm -hmm. graphic design you know uh, education you know I kind of wish I did you know I probably would have started this a lot sooner Um, but you know you know here we are you know and it's it's kind of learning from the streets in a way and it's 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 really cool to be able to just be able to reach out to these people and them show because I, I really got into what I do now because of the clink rooms, you know, original iteration back when Brandios was called Plan B branding. And, you know, they got they kind of, you know, showed behind the curtain, you know, this is this is what we do. This is how, you know, we got from this, you know, small team that had no name. Now we're the sod poodles or, you know, the yard goats, you know, something crazy, you know, and then gets you to have the conversation, you know, like, well, what's that all about? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really cool, you know, community to be a part of. Now, do you reach out to other teams with like, Hey man, we'd love to work with you. Uh, do you do that constantly? I don't do that constantly. I know some people do. Um, I did at the beginning when I first started out and I got like nothing back. And so most of my work comes from, you know, just 
you know, word of mouth or people going online, you know, seeing what I've done for other teams and they're like, Hey, I like what you did. And, you know, could you do something mm-hmm. for me? Um, you know, like I mentioned, like the, one of the teams that, uh, is going to be doing a rebrand in the next year or two, you know, reached out and through, and it's through my Instagram work and through word of mouth from other, you know, GMs yeah, who loved working with me, you know, recommended that, Hey, why don't you check this guy out? And so hopefully one day, you know, that'll yeah. lead to, uh, you know, doing a whole team, you know, I, I, I've gotten really close. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing a lot of work for teams, you know, maybe one day I'll be doing the whole thing. That'd be cool though. I hope you do, man. Cause obviously you're, you're a skilled full dude. Like, I mean, you got some cool logos, you got some cool designs that I really love. And, and the fact that you dabble all into like, you know, not just in, in uh, baseball, but hockey as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, what is this, uh, the, uh, the world hockey, um, excuse me, I apologize, uh, for, for world hockey. What is this logo regarding for so the Alliance? So, yeah, so it's the World Hockey Alliance. It's basically a portfolio piece to okay. uh, all of the designs I did for Hat Club. Um, mm, okay. so rec- you might recognize, if, you, if you're a fan of Hat Club, uh, if your listeners are, and you might yeah. recognize some of these designs. Three of the designs actually got made uh, Montreal, Kansas City, which I'm from, and I was super excited. I'm actually wearing it right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. It's a legit uh, hat. Yeah. So that and um, well, the other one was Chicago. Um, we we were doing we we're at we were basically asked by Hat Club to do hockey designs because at the time uh, Adidas was and Fanatics were the only people allowed to do you know NHL logos on hats, and so New Era did lost that contract when Reebok lost the jersey contract and so uh they reached out to a couple of us designers and said hey can you do stuff and so and it snowballed into something really big they were they were going to do a lot of stuff with it you know and just because of the shipping issues that covid ended up having you know they basically shelved it and then they never went back they to never it. picked it back in yeah never picked it back up so then you know i kind of was sitting on all these designs and i wanted to put them put them out there and so I just turned it into the World Hockey Alliance, which is um, which is just a roundabout way of a league of teams that are uh, just a way to create a whole league identity, I guess yeah. you could say. And I, if you if you go on my Instagram page, you know you'll see there's some question marks, which means you know I you know we we planned a lot, and there are some new designs hopefully coming out mm-hmm. when I get around to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh towards that it'll eventually you know we'll flesh out the whole entire league you know that'll be cool because there's some cool stuff here man like i mean i i, I really like scoundrels that's a cool one mm-hmm. yeah i love that my i think one of my favorites uh from that definitely was be uh, seattle creatures i did based off of just like i did that whole identity based around you know obviously the pacific northwest very yeah. forested. You got the lumberjack plaid on the jersey arms, and then uh, all the cryptozoology out there. You know, people are nuts for you know any sort of random mythical creatures. Yeah, <laughs> they, could, they could be hiding. You never know. Uh, it could uh, be out there. And in doing that design specifically too, it was unique. Um, finding out you know what you could do legally. Yeah. With new like new, so we worked with New Era's legal team and. 
a couple of these designs, like the Chicago Bluesman I did as well, and the alternate logo for the creatures where we had the Space Needle. Yeah. Like, uh, you, we, can't, we can't make this into a hat. Uh, there's, you know, the Space Needle is actually a copyrighted thing. We're like, really? You can copyright a building? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it yeah. looks cool because it, it has the claw, hold, yeah. you know, grabbing, grabbing the, the space thought, needle. Yeah, dude. I thought it was fun. And then the Bluesman one was, you know, they were like, well, you know, it's people might confuse that for the movie and we just don't want to take that risk. So, you know, we're going to have to end up, they end up doing the alternate instead of yeah. the holding the guitar in the back. The, the cool one, I don't know why it is, but I really like it. The New York Bull Moose. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what that was my first uh hat club design I ever did. Yeah. Before we did the hockey stuff, they were like, just go nuts, you know, give us some ideas. And I did that as was one of my first ones. And yeah, that's actually a redesign of the original. It looks a lot better than what I at first submitted. So I'm glad they didn't end up making that one because this one looks way better. Yeah. And the then Colorado I did rush, my, man. That's cool too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just it was just such a it was such a fun project. I'm just so bummed that we <laughs> these didn't end up getting made into anything. You know, yeah, maybe I mean they're they're you know if someone wants to, wants one of these designs, you know, they're available. <laughs> they, heck yeah, I mean, dude, put them in the hat, sell them the suckers because they're cool. I hope you guys enjoy that episode part one, obviously with Brandon. Make sure you guys are following him Instagram. He is out there, guys. All his stuff is cool. Twitter. Um, make sure you guys are following, support him. Uh, he does put some stuff on clink room and all that cool stuff um uh, i'm gonna have to talk to the brand deals folks man we need some dad hat collection out there okay i know 5950 is what a lot of people like to see but listen we need some dad hat collections out there all right all right i digress listen um like i said uh thank you for brandon for coming on uh i had a lot of fun next week we'll finish up the episode uh in the meantime um you guys can also uh catch me uh i am I'm going to be releasing a new uh radio show is on the on amp app um this week uh well you know my first week is this week you know now that you're listening to it um and then uh i I have a new co-host okay every week i'm gonna have a new co-host this week donny wise you guys know him he's a really cool dude all right so make sure you guys catch him download the app uh interact with me you guys can call in and also uh chat we'll have a lot of fun we're not just gonna talk baseball we'll talk all sports okay uh and you know what whatever comes to our mind uh, but listen, uh, I'm getting ahead of yourself here. I also need to give you guys the dad joke of the episode. And here it is. What kind of house does a graphic designer live in? An Adobe. <laughs> All right. I'll see myself out. And until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya.